0: Welcome to The Daily Boogie far-left tried to bully and intimidate members of this body. I'm not suggesting we're the victims here, Mr. President. But I want to make it clear to these people who are chasing my members around the hall here, or harassing them at the airports, or going to their homes, we'll not be intimidated by these people. There is no chance in the world they're going to scare us out of doing our duty. I don't care how many members they chase, how many people they harass here in the halls. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. We will not be intimidated by these people. That was Senate Leader Mitch McConnell earlier today in the GOP discussing recent events, recent attacks against his fellow senators. Of course, in response to, one can only assume in response to The Judge Kavanaugh hearings. Thanks for joining us, by the way, guys. Boogie Bumper here. If you want to get in touch with me, please do on Twitter. Follow at Boogie Bumper. Uh, If you want to support the show, just click subscribe on your podcast player or head over to patreon.com forward slash Boogie Bumper. Pleasure to have you on board. As I've been witnessing the the ongoing furor, the ongoing ridiculousness surrounding Judge Kavanaugh. You know, just offhand earlier today I was I was looking at Twitter and I saw a an article from NPR and it was a poll and it said most most people in this poll believe Dr. Ford and don't believe Brett Kavanaugh. And you know, I thought what well, this is news now. What people believe. And of course, whether Fifty-one percent of people believe something, or ninety-nine percent of people believe something that doesn't necessarily make it true. But of course, as we went over ad nauseum yesterday, it's not really about truth anymore because we live in the post-truth area. Uh, era. And this got me thinking about you know a couple of deeper concepts that we're confronted with here right now in the West, and take America as you know a, a microcosm for the West more broadly. The light on the hill, as it were. You know what what happens in the US invariably what uh, affects what happens in other places of the world. So it's always good for the US to keep a close eye on what's happening there, especially since many people in the US are, seems to be on the verge of trying to overthrow the the long held law ethic of presumption of innocence, for example. But there is, what's been happening in the West for some time now is it's, it's almost akin to a, a kind of identity crisis. You know, who are we? What are our values? What do we stand for? What do we stand against? And I would suggest that over the last, say, five decades, especially, there's been a constant inward-looking critical eye cast on Western nations. And, you know, the inward-looking thing isn't necessarily a bad thing. In In many respects, it's what makes the West good to begin with. The ability for self-reflection, you know, having the tenacity to look at one's own society and, and try and improve it, say, how can we make it better? That's That's a quality worth having. But, of course, it leaves you open, and it leaves you open to attack from within and some various political actors in Western society have been doing just that for quite some time. It's always been a prerequisite for, would you say, the hard left, the hard edge of the left, the Marxists, the international socialists, the communists, whatever you want to call them, to attack the foundations of a nation's identity. Because national pride a strong foundation of values and principles. And again, look at the current situation with Justice Kavanaugh. Now the law's got to go. We've got to get rid of the presumption of innocence now. Cory Booker was on TV yesterday saying, well, we should just select a new person now. I don't care if Kavanaugh did it or not. Just the mere accusation itself is enough to spur these hard left activist wannabe politicians into calling for a guy's head. Ah, oh, you know what? We brought all of these accusations forward and we dumped them on the table. I don't care if they're real or not. This alone is enough. There's a there's a cloud hanging over this guy now and he's got to go. Well I'm not sure I necessarily go along with that. One of one of the ways that the hard left have attacked so successfully, I might add. You know, it it's worked. Let's not kid ourselves. One of the ways that the hard left have attacked the core values of nations in the Western Hemisphere is through this concept of intersectionality. in in the Marxist power in the Marxist power structure in their paradigm, it is seen that society is merely a collection of different and disparate groups fighting for dominance over one another cultural dominance, economic dominance. This is where the term white privilege comes from, for example. And why it has to be removed, for example. But you'll note that theoretically it's possible to cut a piece of timber in half an infinite number of times. But eventually you'll get to a point in your cutting, in your impersonation of a lumberjack when the piece of timber is so thin and so small and so flimsy that it becomes practically useless. As the hard left continues to dissect society along ever increasingly hardening lines of difference, they are cannibalizing their own potential supporters. They're making enemies where there ought not be enemies. They're turning former supporters into enemies. Maybe the constant creation or perception or invention of enemies is the only way that the hard left in today's modern society, clinging to an ideology that has long passed them by, trying to relive the heady days of the cultural revolution of the 60s perhaps, maybe that's the only way that they can perpetuate themselves into the future i know i'm not the first person to put that as a potential reason as a theory per se but when you base your when you base your political movement on being opposed to everything else then you merely become a tribe of true believers. You see, through the increasingly exclusionary practices and the dogmatic, programmed ways of the hard left in the areas of political correctness, for example, thou shalt not offend. No platforming speakers. There's a well-known Australian feminist. She wrote a book. Many years ago, called the female eunuch, once once the, a hero of the left, is now being chased off university campuses for hate speech, by the same people who would have supported her, just maybe a decade ago. It's a cannibalization, and an increasingly vicious one. I think the left have done such a good such a good job of deconstructing the ideology of the right that instead of crushing it, they've they've created a kind of multi headed hydra. The right, quote unquote You know, since it's shed its moral vanity. In today's age where it no longer cares about being called a racist or a bigot or a hater of this or a hater of that. They've been listening to the same language now for too long. It has no effect. And people know within themselves that it's not true for the most part. So it no no longer worries the right. But more to that, the right is, it's no longer some kind of boogeyman that people on the left tell their grandchildren before they go to bed, the right has become everybody else. Classical liberals now find themselves on the right-hand side of the ledger. Indeed, just merely not going along with all of the edicts and dogmas of the current-day hard left is enough to get you cast with the with the political lepers on the right, which is growing by the day. And the need to attack Western identity and, and Western culture more broadly is a need to perpetuate itself in the hard left as the antithesis of the thing that they're fighting. Without a boogeyman, there's no need for a saviour. And so they'll create them endlessly. But the game's getting shorter. Think, for example, I'm sure everyone's heard now about the Kanye West incident, Saturday Night Live. Here is a man who probably disagrees with most conservatives on most policies. I don't know Kanye West's personal politics. I don't really care, to be honest with you. He can believe whatever he likes. And whether you like the man or not, he's a cultural icon. And of course, there's always a common argument, well, you see, he's only doing this for money and publicity. And to that, I would say, well, that might well be true. I don't know if it is true or not, but it could very well be true. And it's a very reasonable point, but it's a reasonable point that's also a completely irrelevant point. Why is it irrelevant? Well, say, for example, when Al Gore was pushing really hard for massive overhaul of international tax regulations in order to fund various climate change policies. And everyone soon discovered that while he's going on a PR whirlwind tour promoting a new movie, some may have said fear-mongering considering the amount of inaccuracies that were found throughout the film. And since then, the amount of inaccurate predictions that never came true. Well, people soon discovered that Al Gore himself had a very large financial stake in the success or failure of these particular policies. And of course, to point these out to the true believers, what do, what response do you think you got? What response do you think was coming back to you when you suggested that Al Gore was only doing this for the money? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. He's putting his money where his mouth is. So when people turn around in the current day and age and say, well, Kanye West is only doing this for publicity. First I would laugh and say, what? By taking up the the support of the most unpopular president in the entertainment industry ever. I mean, the way the, the stars treat Donald Trump makes George W. Bush look like Jesus by comparison. So that's one hell of a money-making ploy. But even if he was doing it for money, it doesn't make any difference. Because people don't care. Once they've drawn their line in the sand, they do not care. So Kanye West was backstage... At SNL, wearing the Make America Great Again hat, otherwise known as the Bigot Identifier. If you're in a fast food restaurant, you may lose it. Just letting you know. And he comes out on stage and says, you know, they tried to tell me backstage that I'm not allowed to wear this hat out here. I thought thought I'm a black man in America. I thought I was free to say what I want to say and think what I want to think. And in that moment, the micro-totalitarian grip on the minds of a countless number of people was released, relinquished. You see, the reason that the hard left needs to censor is not because they are strong and culturally dominant, although it appears that way. The reason that they censor is because their ideas are weak. It's a fraud. It's a farce. It's phony to suggest that the cultural left is in control. Because if they were strong and if they were in control and if they were confident of their themselves and their own ideas, they wouldn't need to no platform people. They wouldn't need to censor people. The fact that they can't allow opposing ideas into the same space in which they occupy is testament to the fact of how weak and how poor, how poorly their ideas stand up to just a little bit of pushback and to bring it back again to the current Kavanaugh hearings. So 53% of people believe Dr. Ford. Great. Wonderful. Wonderful absolutely fantastic. Doesn't make any difference. The fact that they need to suggest that you're some kind of horrible, disgusting individual for merely, for merely asking very sane and rational questions. Well, it doesn't anger me. It just says to me how weak their case is. The the people who are intolerant of the intolerant cannot tolerate it seems much anymore. So on a positive note, I, I see the the increasing cannibalism on the hard left, the increasing censorship and restrictions, the attempts to put vice grips around the minds of their followers, and the amount of glass that can be shattered, ideological glass that can be shattered, with just the simple act of one man wearing a red hat. And the world implodes on the left hand side of the spectrum. guys short one today if you want to join us for the live show tomorrow please come back at 11 p.m eastern time and we'll see you then if you want to support the show head on over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper or hit subscribe in your podcast player until next time stay calm stay rational god bless and we'll see you soon bye bye